truth. 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 Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. Are you God's man? Are you a saved man? Weren't you called to righteousness and holiness? It's time to step up. All of God's men must step up. We've laid back for far too long avoided the fight. Now the enemy is strong. The sidelines, they are gone. And the battle lines have been drawn. This is a battle that starts on our knees or on our face if he's so pleased. God didn't call women to lead. Many called to take a stand to stand for our families, to stand for our land. Many call to illuminate the way. Darkness must flee in the light of day. Men dedicated to him and him alone. Men who garner strength from his mighty throne. Oh my brothers, it's time to stand. And when we stand, it won't be alone. How you doing? This is Sam Tolley on this Manly Monday, part two, Closet Jehovah Witnesses Trying to Defend Watchtower Lies. Now I've had a nice vacation. i am got the cobwebs out, got back in the swing of things after rest and relaxation on shiny shores of of the Caribbean, and now I'm ready to get back into the battle. Um, when I left, I did part one and covered many of the things this Jehovah Witness person um, that went by the name Tonga Kane 230 presented. You know, I'd asked this person if he wanted to join me and present his, his theory or his questions or his ideology or his theology on the podcast and he refused which i you know, i'm not surprised because many jehovah witnesses have challenged before and refused to come on and i don't think it's because they think that i'm anything special it's the fact of it is is their theology the cult that they are members of forbid them to come on so we will just continue for those jehovah witnesses that are watching and for those individuals that will watch, that want to be able to address the concerns of Jehovah Witnesses. Instead of me going over part one, I'll just show you 
the title and the premise that we were arguing from. Um, the podcast that I did or the video some time ago said the question Jehovah Witnesses cannot truthfully answer without denying their false theology. Now, what was that question? It comes from John chapter 2, uh, verses 18 through 22. And it says, so the Jews said to him, speaking to Jesus, what sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said it has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. <clears throat> the Jews thought that he was talking about the temple they worship in. Now, verse 22, when therefore he was raised from the dead, here's the key part, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus spoke. And that's the question. And the question is this. Did Jesus lie or did Jesus tell the truth? Jehovah Witness theology says that Jesus was resurrected a spirit, that he was not resurrected in the same body which was crucified. And as we just watched or read in John chapter 2, verses 18 through 22, he said, that he would raise his own body up in three days. And when he did, his disciples remembered what he said and they believed the scripture. <clears throat> so either Jesus did what he said he was going to do and he raised his own body up and, and therefore he was truthful and Jehovah Witnesses theology is a lie or Jehovah Witnesses are truthful and saying that Jesus was not raised in his body, which crumbles the whole essence of the Bible and the resurrection. Let's look at this uh, next part of Mr. Tonga Kane's um, here we go statement. So he presents. Um, as evidence, oh, excuse me, let me back up. I don't want to go there just yet. Okay, let's go. This is what he says. Jesus was resurrected by God back into his angelic spirit form. Jesus' assignment as a human was over. I guess the capital letters is emphasis. First Peter 3.18. This is the restaurant point. That is how Jesus could enter locked rooms and disappear at will and then take a trip away from Earth's environment to appear before God in heaven. <clears throat> so the New World Translation uh, renders 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ died once for all time for sins and righteous persons for unrighteous ones in order to lead you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, 
but made alive in the spirit. I highlighted or bolded uh, made alive in the spirit. Jehovah Witnesses will render this made alive a spirit. This is the way they interpret this. Now, there are several other um, Orthodox um, scriptures, Bibles, which use the term made alive in the spirit. But saying made alive in the spirit doesn't say made alive a spirit. <clears throat> and notice that Jehovah Witnesses won't say that because they can't. The scripture doesn't allow it. They, they haven't figured out a way to uh, play with that one. So they say made alive in the spirit and interpreted made alive a spirit. So Tonga came 2.30 is saying that Jesus was made alive a spirit. I'll show you some more Jehovah Witness references on this in a minute. But let's go to a couple of biblical references. Now here we have first the King James, which says, For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. And quickened in the King James is, is the word they use for made alive, whereas the Christian Standard Bible renders it that way. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. You know, the Bible talks about the Father resurrected Jesus. The Bible talks there that the Spirit resurrected Jesus. And Jesus himself said that he, he will resurrect himself, which is actually a Trinitarian concept, if you think about it correctly. Now, let me show you some interesting stuff from the Jehovah Witnesses website. Now, I'm not going to get thoroughly into this document today and at one point in the future i may very well do so but i just want to use reference points of it in order to deal with mr kane con 230. here is a, in, a, in jw.org it says after jesus resurrection was his body flesh or a spirit I'll show you how sneaky the watchtower is so when you get up to the front part <clears throat> where it says Jesus says, the Bible says that Jesus was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So they say made alive, they resurrected. Now they're giving these three references. I'm not going to get into the biblical references at this point, except for 1 Peter 3.18, which we already looked at. I want to show you the deception of the watchtower. Then they go down here, Jesus' own words, show that he would not be resurrected with his flesh and blood body. He said that he would give his flesh in behalf of the life of the world. I want you to remember flesh and blood because every time Jehovah Witnesses talk about the resurrection, they say that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm going to show you where this flesh and blood part doesn't even apply. Also, 
down below. It says, if Jesus was raised with a spirit body, how could his disciples see him? Spirit creatures can take on human form. For example, angels who did this in the past even ate and drank with humans. However, they were still spirit creatures and could leave a physical realm. Now, this is interesting. You know, this is interesting. These people are talking about, um, <laughs> these people are talking about angels. Oh, shoot. Did I lose my thing? Excuse me. Um, okay, sorry. Um, my phone rang and it threw me off. Spirit creatures. All right. Now, interesting, they don't talk about angels. Were angels of God deceptive? That's the question. You know, when you talk about a spirit creature can take on human form. Okay. There was Bible for that. You know, and we don't need to get into that right now. And then the other argument is, is Jesus an angel? Well, clearly he's not biblically speaking, but this is not about whether he is God or not. This is about the resurrection, so I want to stay in it. But when they're saying that this uh, spiritual creatures can take on the form, my question to that is, okay, they could, biblically speaking, but were they being deceptful to men? Go down to the bottom of this. I've already talked about, uh, now he says after his resurrection, Jesus assumed human forms temporarily as angels had pre previously done. I don't think the Bible stands for that. But we can get a little bit more into what he was, and I think part one will help you there. But what I also want to bring to your mind, besides flesh and blood, body it's the bottom which says when jesus appeared to the apostle thomas he took on a body with wound marks he did this to bolster thomas's faith since thomas doubted that jesus had been raised up now, this, this is a very interesting statement by the watchtower very so they they, had, they say that jesus did this to bolster his faith and i asked the question bolster his faith into believing what that a spirit being can take on human flesh and appear to be human but is not really human or did he want to bolster thomas's face that it was really him let's look into these situations let's take a biblical walk uh <clears throat> starting back into uh the gospel of luke and as I've stated in the past, I like to, uh, when when at all possible, is to use Watchtower, New World Translation, when I'm dealing with those people. Because I don't want them to have any excuse uh, in stating, oh, that this is wrong if I use an, another Bible. Although I believe that the standard Bibles are very just and the watchtower new world translation is corrupt but in this case again you can find truth so let's look at the new world translation and starting in luke chapter 24 going from verse 36 to 44 while they were speaking um of these things 
Now these these are the disciples. These are the disciples. Uh, they are they all gathered together in this one room. And actually, this was after earlier. If you go back into the beginning of Luke, you will see where Jesus met two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and they and they invited him and they talked to him and they were asking him, "Don't you know what's going on?" With this fellow named Jesus, because they could not recognize him. And the scripture clearly says, which I already explained in part one, and you can look it up, that they could not recognize him because their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And their eyes were kept from recognizing him until they walked, and Jesus talked to them, and they sat down and began to eat and whatnot. And then their eyes were open, and they saw him before he disappeared. And their miss. So it wasn't that he took on another form. It wasn't that he took on somebody else's body. It was the fact that their eyes were um, prevented from recognizing who he was. Now, after he disappeared, they got up and went straight to Jerusalem. So now, there were these other folks, they're all in the room, gathered. So Verse 36 again, while they were speaking of these things, he himself stood in the midst and said to them, this is the New World Translation, mind you, may you have peace. But because they were terrified and frightened, they imagined that they were seeing a spirit. Now, this is, think about this. They were all together. They were in this closed room. And all of a sudden, Jesus appeared. They thought the exact same thing that Jehovah Witnesses teach right now, that they saw a spirit. They didn't think that they saw a resurrected body that came out of the, of the, of the grave, the body that was crucified, the body that had the nails, prints, and the hands. And when you look it up, it says nails, plural, not singular, will have you think that he's was crucified like this so you jehovah witnesses that are listening to me even read that out of your new world translation it said the print of the nails nevertheless let's continue with the text not what i'm trying to say the text says not what jehovah witnesses are trying to say the text says let's see what the text says out of the new world translation so let me back up but because they were terrified and frightened, they imagined that they were seeing a spirit. Why are you troubled? And why have doubts come up in your hearts? Jesus is asking, what's wrong with you? Why are you afraid? And why do you have these doubts? Then he says, see my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones just as you see that I have. Now, let's think about this for a second. Let's get into this. He didn't say flesh and blood. His blood was, was gone. His blood was a price paid for our salvation. When they talk about Jesus' own words, which I showed you earlier, that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God, they know 
that that's not what it says here in Luke chapter 24. But just like a Pablo dog syndrome, when when they when when when, uh, when Pablo would ring the bell of the dog, it was conditioned to salivate. Or like I say, if you went to a doctor and he took that little funny hammer and hit that nerve on your knee and your leg flipped out, as soon as they see flesh and bones, their brain says flesh and blood. And if you're talking to a Jehovah Witness, you must keep reiterating to them. This is not blood. This is bone, flesh and bone. There's no contradiction here whatsoever. Although there's an argument that when he's talking about flesh and blood doesn't inherit the kingdom of God, it's not even what they think it means in the first place. But I don't want to spend our time on that right now. So he said flesh and bone is what he was. And he invited them. And he said, just as you see, I have. And he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they were still not believing for sheer joy and amazement, I mean, you know, hey, if Jesus popped in a room where you all of a sudden, you, you, you'd be a little bit excited, if not scared, too. So I don't, I don't blame any of that. He said to them, do you have something there to eat? Now, the whole witnesses refer back to Genesis when uh, Abraham made uh, meals for God and the angels. And, and that was a theophany, which probably was a Christophany. Okay, fine. But he knew what they were. Abraham knew what they were. And they didn't try to tell him they were flesh and blood or flesh and bone. They didn't, they didn't say that. You got to look at the way the text is laid out and what they're talking about and what the persons or the people seeing in the event think, what they're experiencing, what they're thinking. Abraham didn't think he was seeing normal people. He knew he was talking to God. Okay. And then, so Jesus said, do you have something here to eat? So they handed him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate before their eyes and then said to them, let's see. He said, these are my words that I have spoken to you while I yet while I was yet with you, that all the things written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to grasp the meanings of the scriptures. See, their minds was closed, just like Jehovah Witnesses. Their minds is closed because of the watchtower, not because of the scripture, not even because of the scriptures in the New World Translation. But the watchtower has got their minds closed. And he said to them, this is what was, this is what is written, that the Christ would suffer and rise from among the dead on the third day. And on the basis of his name, repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in all the nations starting out in Jerusalem. And you are to be witnesses of these things. 
Where in any of that text is there the illusion, the allusion, the pronunciation, the the any kind of symbolism that he was supposed to be a spirit creature? Where is the ideology that that is what they were supposed to be thinking or were thinking or did think at any point in time? I would invite some Jehovah Witnesses to even show me outside of the fact that before Jesus told them who he was, that that was the only time that they thought that he was a spirit. And he corrected them. He corrected them. Nope, I'm not a spirit. I got flesh and bone. Spirits do not have flesh and bone. He said it. Spirits, a spirit does not have flesh and bone. How could anybody be in the watchtower and deny what Jesus said or you're claiming that you believe what Jesus says? Or you claim to serve and follow him? But at the same time, you're saying that he's a liar. Although you don't understand that you're saying he's a liar, but that's <coughs> excuse me, exactly what you're saying when you said that he just manufactured a body they didn't believe it and if he was manufacturing a body what was the purpose of that why was that even necessary if he's the son of god god's running the show why did god have to use deception to convince his chosen people to believe in him how does that make any sense at all if God is God, he makes the rules. He didn't even have to, he didn't even have to make it so he had to be resurrected in a body. He didn't have to make it that way. He could have made it any way he wanted to. But this is the way he made it. And, and Jehovah Witnesses are saying, yes, they want to believe that, but that ain't really what happened. So if that's not really what happened, then they believe a lie. And if that's really what happened, but you don't want to believe that's really what happened, then you, Jehovah Witnesses, believe in a lie. Now, uh, let's continue. Thomas wasn't there. Remember we read earlier about Jehovah Witnesses saying that Jesus uh, appeared in another form to bolster Thomas's faith. Let's, let's look at that again. Let's go back to that that thing it says one more time it says at the bottom here when jesus appeared to the apostle thomas he took on a body with wound marks he did this to bolster thomas's faith since thomas doubted that jesus had been raised up jehovah witness doesn't explain much after that Okay, let's see what the New World Translation have to say about Thomas. Okay, uh, let's get out of here. I'm in the wrong one. Okay, did I get it right? All right, let's back up. Okay, here we go. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 25, New World Translation. Here it is, the Watchtower's own paper. 
When it was late that day, the first day of the week, and the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, may peace, may you have peace. He did it again. After saying this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced at seeing the Lord. Jesus said to them again, may you have peace just as the Father has sent me. I am also sending you. After saying this, he blew on them and said to them, receive Holy Spirit. Now, this is New World Translation, folks. You know, so don't this 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 weird um, use of the language, this lowercase Holy Spirit. I just copied what they did. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you retain those of anyone, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve who was called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So. The other disciples were telling him, we have seen, let's continue, the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, nails, plural, plural, not no singular nails stuck up in his hands that would have fell through or, or stuck up holding his wrists nails stick my finger in the print of the nails now he wants to stick his finger in both hands and stick my hand in his side i will never believe it so here it is here it is you got thomas everybody's saying you know first you got mary you know the women that saw him nobody won't believe it and i think peter was next and then you got these disciples, you know, on the road to Emmaus, and everybody met in the room. The doors locked, the boom, there he was. And then here is that. Then so Thomas gets together with these folks later on, and they tell him what's happening. Oh, yeah, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. Unless I stick my finger in the nail prints or the print of the nails, stick my, I want to stick my hand in his side because I knew the, the gum sword pierced him and blood and water came out you know unless i do all that stuff i ain't believing nothing and the question you need to ask the question is believe what because of what watchtower theology they're they're trying to, and, and then i got the nerve to say jesus took on body to, to bolster his faith and tom and they're telling thomas that jesus is alive in the same body and he said i ain't believing none of that stuff unless i do this well verse 26 eight days later his disciples were again indoors and thomas was with them jesus came and thomas excuse me jesus came although the doors were locked and he stood in their midst and said, may you have peace. Like I said, this is New World Translation. 
Next, he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and take your hand and stick it into my side and stop doubting, but believe. The question comes again, believe what? Believe what? Jesus told him, stick your hand in here, stick your hand in there. And then, and then Jesus went to another step and told him, look, stop doubting, believe. Jesus wanted him to believe that that was the same body that was resurrected. It's clear as day. Jesus wanted Thomas to believe, look, you're looking at the same dude that you used to know before I was crucified. Quit doubting, it's me. Either Jesus is a masterful liar or he was telling the truth. He was telling Thomas it's really him. So what happened next? In answer, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. I got a big problem right here. We got a huge, huge problem right here. Who was he talking to? Thomas stuck his fingers in Jesus' hand, in the holes in his hands, and in the holes in his side. And he looked at, and he told, and, and he's talking to Jesus. And he called him Lord and God. Now, that's blasphemy. If, in fact, he wasn't who Thomas said he was. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, not a God, as Jehovah Witnesses like to render it. Thomas called him Lord and God. Either Thomas at that point in time was blaspheming. And if he was blaspheming as a righteous rabbi and uh and if he was an angel, like Michael, as Jehovah's Witnesses like to say, Jesus should have corrected him. Oh, angels throughout the Bible. You know, they, they like to talk about what the angels, uh, they used to take on uh, flesh and eat and stuff. Anytime an angel got worshipped, they said, whoa, back up, back up. We're servants just like you. They never accepted worship. And this ain't no obeyance, as the Jehovah Witnesses love to say, well, Jesus got obeyance, because they don't want to say Jesus got worship. This was flat-out worship. My Lord and my God. So Jesus, if he wasn't who he was, would have told Thomas, no, don't call me God. But he didn't. What did Jesus say? Jesus said to him, because you have seen me and have believed, happy are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now, a normal translation was saying, blessed is those that have not seen and believe. Jesus didn't correct him. Jesus accepted the worship. 
the recognition of who Thomas said he was, my Lord and my God. Jesus didn't correct them at all. There was no need to correct him. And Jesus even went a step further and saying, blessed are those that have not seen me and believe like Jehovah Witnesses haven't seen him and they don't believe. I haven't seen him either, but I believe. I believe. I believe that he is the resurrected son of God. I believe that he is God, uh, the, the uh, God, the son that came on and took flesh to save us from ourselves, from our sinful nature. And this fella, Tonga Khan 230, should believe. And every other Jehovah Witness should believe. And anybody else that claim that they are a servant of the living God should trust in what the scripture says. And even as twisted, and it is twisted, the New World Translation is a very twisted translation. I've shown you clearly, or even in the New World Translation, it shows that Jesus is God. It shows that Jesus was resurrected in the flesh, the same body. Jesus did not lie. When he said, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. That's exactly what he did. When the, when the Bible talks about God raising from the dead, that's exactly what happened. When the Bible talks about he was made alive in the spirit that's exactly what happened that doesn't mean made alive a spirit that means the holy spirit raised him up to i pray that jehovah witnesses will wake up and start trusting what the scripture says and then get a better bible than this new world translation and you start trusting what the scripture says then you'll get out of that group of people and start praying for them folks because once you decide to get out uh, they're going to ostracize you they're going to cut you off like a bad cold and they won't speak to you and they try to make it seem like they're punishing you because you fall falling aside and what they're really doing is keeping everybody locked in and, and keeping them from being exposed to the truth well, if you find out what the truth is, you need to preach the truth. You need to live the truth and you need to get away from that death cult. Because is it more important to stay involved in a group of an organization of people that would basically allow you to to live a lie and then go to hell, a place they don't even believe exists to spend eternity separated from God it's not worth it folks it's not worth it think about it this is Sam Tolley and I'm out <laughs>